Hi, my name is Dr. Mark Allen Derry, and I'm an infectious diseases specialist in New Orleans. Hi, my name is Doc Griggs, and I'm a community medicine doctor and health literacy expert. This is the Noise Filter Podcast, where an infectious diseases physician, that's me, and a health literacy and communications expert, that's me, talk about what you need to know about COVID-19. You can find more information about this show and our other daily live updates and Q&A show at noisefiltershow.com. So let's get started. African countries began to utilize telemedicine for mental health services. Prior to the COVID-19 pandemic, many countries in Africa were struggling to provide enough mental health services to those in need. That's right. The issue was compounded by the strain put on healthcare systems during the pandemic as hospital beds filled up with COVID-19 patients. Aside from COVID-19, many African countries were also dealing with maternal child health issues, poverty, and other infectious diseases. So as is very often all over the world, uh, including here in the U.S., including here in New Orleans, in Africa, mental health is often overlooked. Yeah, the social stigma surrounding mental health and beliefs that mental health is untreatable have prevented many from reaching out for treatment. The mental health impacts for many in African countries were exacerbated by the lack of safety nets in place to help with lockdowns. In other countries, stimulus packages and unemployment were offered to those impacted by the pandemic. But this wasn't the reality in many African countries. Sub-Saharan Africa's population is predicted to grow from 816 million to more than 1 billion by 2025. My goodness. That's, that's it's starting to reach like either China or India levels of, uh, wow. And much of that population is already connected by cell phone. Nigeria, Ghana, and South Africa, for instance, all have widespread mobile telecom coverage. Organizations are taking advantage of this to message about COVID-19. They're also trying to use mobile platforms to increase access to mental health services. The use of telemedicine during the pandemic has given many countries the idea to expand mental health services through telemedicine. That's right. Countries are seeing large increases in utilization of hotlines. Many of the callers inquire about how to deal with mental health issues and access telemedicine services. Continuity in developing these services will be crucial in helping people across Africa cope with mental health issues during the pandemic and beyond. Dr. Riggs, this is so cool. This is really exciting. I'm so happy that we're seeing other cultures, other entities, other countries, other continents starting to capitalize on the importance of telemedicine. And the importance of mental health. We are currently (sighs) in a mental health pandemic that if we do not address uh, is going to be on fire, just like our COVID pandemic. Let me ask you a quick question. What about the collective PTSD that this globe is going to have? We haven't even gotten through it yet because we're not post. Right. We're still in the yeah, middle of it. Yeah, yeah. So are we in TSD? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Are we having we're trauma? we traumatic <laughs> stress disorder right now. We got to get through it. We have to get to the other side. And folks, it will happen, but it's just not any time in the foreseeable few weeks. Or That's months. right. Mask up, COVID down. These news that we're getting about vaccines are somewhat hopeful. I know that Dr. Riggs and I will probably talk about it at manage some point. Manage your expectations. Yes. Folks. Thank you. Hashtag manage your expectations about vaccines. Challenges in creating herd immunity to COVID-19 by mass vaccination. The production and dissemination of COVID-19 vaccine is a beacon of light in otherwise dark times. However, healthcare systems are feeling pressure to get it right. Developing the infrastructure of a countrywide immunization program is intricate and it requires a lot of moving parts. 
like defining priorities for who receives the vaccination first, thinking through distribution challenges, and encouraging public acceptance of vaccination. Doc, let me say that one again. Encouraging public acceptance of vaccination, which is predicated on this public trust we've been talking about. That's right. It'll be especially important for public health officials to address vaccine hesitancy to reduce transmission. According to an article in The Lancet, priority groups for vaccination typically start with frontline healthcare staff, those working in essential services, those with health conditions that predispose to severe morbidity from infection, and then moving down the age groups from old to young in accordance with case fatality rates. The Associated Press reports that preparations and scenarios for vaccine distribution are happening at the federal, state, and local levels. Let me just say that that article in Lancet was one of many different plans. I know the CDC had put something together, the National Institutes for Health as well. So we're going to see lots of different philosophies as to how vaccine distribution is going to happen. Governments need to also calculate how much vaccine will be needed year after year to promote practical herd immunity. In the best of cases, it could take years before full coverage is reached. That's right. And that's real. The amount of vaccine required for a defined population depends on how well it works in trials and the predicted average duration of vaccine protection. That's right. Researchers calculate and estimate that for a vaccine with 100% efficacy that gives lifelong protection, the herd immunity required is about 60 to 72% of the population. And of course, these calculations become more complicated if the immunity is short-lived. The other thing to, to consider is that there's very rare vaccine that actually hits 100% efficacy. The HPV vaccine comes very, very close to it. I think with uh, the measles vaccine, that, that comes maybe uh, behind that. But again, that's because the duration of immunity for any given COVID-19 vaccine can only be known once community-wide vaccination programs are successful. Scientists will need to conduct many cohort-based studies targeting those vaccinated in high-risk groups, such as individuals older than 70 years old and those with comorbidities. It's likely that repeated vaccinations will be needed as individuals age to control coronavirus and perpetuate herd immunity. But we have to consider what happens if countries don't reach high vaccine coverage levels. First, COVID-19 will become endemic like HIV or the flu with peaks in winter and lows in the summer. Second, policymakers will have to consider whether to mandate vaccination for schools, colleges, universities, and the workplace. Given vaccine hesitancy in some populations, herd immunity by vaccination is likely to be challenging in many countries. Another issue for policymakers and vaccine producers is having to carefully track COVID-19 as it evolves. Vaccine efficacy depends on a stable virus. The science around the coronavirus is constantly evolving. So for us to have real practical herd immunity, researchers will need to track that evolution very carefully. And also, just to be very clear, we are speculating here (laughs) as to how this is going to unfold. We're not going to know but we certainly will continue to follow this. And somewhere uh, in spring or summer, we're going to have a much better idea of how the vaccine will, uh, or vaccines will affect coronavirus moving forward. Thanks for listening to the Noise Filter Daily Podcast. Dr. Derry and I have a daily show at 4 p.m. Central Standard Time where we go into more detail on stories and answer your questions about COVID-19. You can find Doc Griggs at DocGriggs1 on social media, and you can find me at Dr. Mark Allen Derry or at D-R-D-E-R-Y. 
You can follow us at Noise Filter on Instagram, Noise Filter Nola on Twitter, and for more information about us and the show, you can go to noisefiltershow.com. Hey, Doc Griggs, any last words? Remember, get checked, get fit, get moving. And remember to get some rest to boost your immune system. And Doc, protect yourself and others by staying home and please wear masks when you go outside. Remember, health is a human right.